Hey there. This is Rachel Lee. And Robin May. And this is The Problem with Perfect, the podcast for people who want to be freed from the joy-sucking, energy-taking, and judgment-clouding quest of perfectionism. We may be separated by more than two decades in age. But we are united for our passion for this, The Problem with Perfect. We'll be sharing our own struggles and interviewing experts on how to be authentically imperfect. Because let's be real, who wants to be around someone who's perfect anyway? Together, we can transform our thinking and let go of those thoughts that say we have to be it all and have it all to be worthy. So pull up a chair and have a seat. There's always a place for you at our table. Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. We are live via Zoom. Hey, Robin. Hey, Rachel. Hey, I'm looking forward to the day when we're no more Zoom. Like, I am so ready to sit beside you and have these conversations well, again. Well, it might be soon because I am fully vaccinated and you're fully vaccinated. Woo-hoo! I know. That's awesome. Yeah, we're just in our little wait period to make sure it's... Uh, it's set and our antibodies are there. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I have missed you. Well, I've missed you too. And now I know everybody, when you talk about the vaccine, people always want to know, oh, did you have any side effects? I didn't, mm-hmm. which I heard that the Not younger either. you are, the more likely you are to have bad side effects. And I think I was fine. I was maybe oh, feeling wow. a little bad that night when I was sleeping, but when I woke up, I was good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I felt a little fatigued, but maybe that's just me giving myself an excuse to feel tired and take a nap. Right. That's totally (laughs) a thing. My arm, my arm was achy, but otherwise like totally worth it. Totally. As far as I'm concerned. I know I was taking the dogs to the dog park today and I was like, I am just so thankful to have my health and to be fully vaccinated. Like this is just such a gift. So yes, hopefully we will be together again soon, but you never just think about like how amazing it is to just be able to go out and do things until you go through a pandemic. (laughs) Right. Until the unthinkable occurs. Yes. So little things like just sitting together that we never even used to give any thought to mm-hmm. will be such a, a gift and a pleasure when we get to restart doing them very soon. Yes. But our podcast today is still going to be really exciting. Robin, do you want to tell our listeners what we're talking about today? Absolutely, Rachel. So as you guys know, Rachel and I are both always looking for inspiration and in not just inspiration, but like cool inspiration that's kind of different. And one thing that has continually spoke to me over the last few months is Marley Matlin, which I don't think you probably know who she is because no, she not. is an actress. <laughs> you do not. So she's an actress who um, she's deaf and she won an Oscar and she's very acclaimed. But aside from that, she's also an activist and She's just a really inspirational person if you follow her. So what she does every week is she comes up with her to-be list. Mm, Okay. Things that she's very intentional about what she wants to be that week. And, And this has been so meaningful to me as I reflect on raising kids. I don't know about you, Rachel, but, you know, when you were growing up and said, people would say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. What would you say? What do you want to be, Rachel? Well, how old was I in this situation? Like a little kid? 
if I, I think when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a model until I learned that models don't eat a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wanted to be a talk show host. Yeah. When I got older. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have to say, like, I always ask my kids that question and I remember being asked that question, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And as my kids have gotten older, I realized that one of the things that I kind of missed the mark on was I was raising them to be a good Christian. I was raising them to get good grades. I was raising them to be all of these things, but I wasn't really thinking about at the heart of it, like, what does that look like and how could I help them understand and really think about really what you want to be is kind and loving and compassionate. But what does that look like? Because, oh, you know, good. you can, yeah, you could be like a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon and make a kajillion dollars. Is that what you want to be? You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is that what you want to be remembered by? So, and so kind of thinking through like their character traits and that being more important than the titles or the way that other people would look at or describe. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I think about that for my own life, you know, what I want to be, well, that doesn't change now as an adult, really, you know, I want to be successful in my endeavors and whatever, but really, as I look through my week ahead mm-hmm. and the, the to-do list and the things that I know that I need to accomplish this week, then just taking a step back and saying, um, what do I want to beat this week? So it's my to-be list. I love that. Than my to-do list. That's yeah. amazing. Well, I wish I could take credit for it. It's not my idea, but it's something that I thought is worth uh, us discussing on the show because it has been so valuable to me and it's something that I think that we could all benefit from. Yeah. So I was going to say, as you've been trying to incorporate this in your own life, have you noticed just a different way of how you act throughout the week or your attitude or how has it made an impact, if any, on your life so far? Yeah. Well, I don't know that I'm doing it perfectly, but what it's helping me do is set intention Mm -hmm. around the activities that I have to get done. Mm -hmm. So it's not Mm -hmm. just about getting things done, but it's about how do I want to execute them and impact the the world and the people around me in doing that. It's like that quote of like, people won't remember what you Mm -hmm. say or do about how you make them feel. Yeah. The Maya Angelou quote, right? Yeah. Which I feel like we've brought up and I always can't remember who said it. So thank you. (laughs) That's okay. I'm I'm not good with with remembering either. That one sticks with me. And I think that you're exactly right. At the heart of it, that's probably uh, a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the two B's on your Mm -hmm. list that uh, our listeners might benefit from? So this week I picked uh, three specific to B's. Uh, One is to be more curious and interested and learning about experiences that are different from mine. Mm, That's a very interesting one. I want to know what made you decide to go that way. Because right now, at least in the conversations that I'm hearing in my circles, Mm -hmm. it's the exact opposite. It's like, oh, you are so dumb for thinking this. 
or people not understanding. I just don't understand how people could think this. And I'm mm-hmm. guilty of that too. I've said that a time or two recently. Yeah. So I, it surprises me to hear that you're trying to do the exact opposite of wanting to understand other people a little better. Well, because I think that, that it's easy to just surround yourself with people that think the way that you do and have similar experiences you do. Mm-hmm. But I don't, think that that's our best selves. Um, you know, when you look at even like diversity in the workplace, study after study shows that the more diverse your decision making makers are in, in your workforce, the more successful really at the bottom line you'll be because the diversity of experiences just helps you make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to apply that same reasoning to your own life. And also more than anything, I just am so exhausted by the divisiveness in our mm. country and our families and our worlds. World, there's only one world, <laughs> sorry. Um, that it's like I just need to help myself find common ground with people. Mm-hmm. And you you typically I think have a lot more in common than you think. Yeah. Uh, and so that's something that's been helpful to me. And I, something that my, that's where my heart is, Yeah, you know, the, I, you're the one that brought up the movie or excuse me, the documentary, the social dilemma. Uh huh. And so after I watched that, it really opened my eyes to the fact that social media, my phone in general, uh, just is designed to help me think that everything I think is right. Mm -hmm. And that everybody that's reasonable thinks the way I do, right? Mm -hmm. That was, that was news to me that, and just the way that all of that works and the, the way that it's meant to be addictive. And, Mm -hmm. and so it was eye opening to me. And I don't want to think like that. I, I don't want to think that, that I know everything and that I have it all figured out because I certainly don't. And I don't think that we'll even begin to understand people unless we can be curious and open to at least hearing about their experiences. Yeah. That's powerful. And I love that. And as somebody from my generation, like a millennial, I feel like that's a lot of times all that we want some of the older generations to understand is to maybe be a little more open-minded to hearing different viewpoints and different ways of life and things like that. And so to hear that that's something that you are wanting to do just all on your own. Like that is so awesome and amazing. And I know I could definitely do more of that as well because I do agree with you. I think when you're able to be around different types of people and different types of opinions, you can become a better version of yourself and it helps you strengthen and decide what you actually really believe in versus Mm -hmm. what you believe in because you are a creature of whatever environment you grew up in. Right. And that you're reading diverse opinions and experiences and evaluating those. And, and if at the end of the day, I come back and I'm in the exact same spot I was before, then okay. But hopefully then if nothing else that, that experience will help me at least have a heart, a bigger heart for what someone else is going through or how they got to where they're at. Yeah. Because you sometimes like if you hear somebody talking on something and they're trying to establish that there's one right way of 
something Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, you know, I'm not thinking of any subject in particular, but you know, that person, and maybe you know that they don't actually spend a lot of time with the other side or like meeting people who think differently. You just think, I don't know. You think, what would they think if they were around those types of people or they did have friends who are different than them? Would they think differently? You just kind of wonder. So, yeah. And I don't know about you, but I get labeled or seen as a conservative Christian a lot. And because Mm -hmm. of that, then people just automatically assume some things about me Mm -hmm. and what I think and what I believe. And uh, those assumptions hurt my feelings uh, because they're not always positive. Yeah. And so I don't want, I don't want to do that to other people. So if this is kind of like a to-do list, you think action behind it, right? So mm-hmm. with a to-be yeah. list, is there action behind it as well? So I think a simple thing is that everyone can do is there's great books about experiences that are different from ours. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage people to do that. Uh, Read, listen. I'm listening on audible right now to nickel boys, uh, which is again about um, a black man who grew up in the fifties, I believe Uh, eye opening documentaries. There's so many great documentaries. Mm -hmm. I think that's easy. Uh, And as we re-engage culturally and are more able to interact in the public, I think just, you know, stopping to talk to somebody that you can tell by looking has a very different experience than you do. Uh, For example, like last night, we stopped to get sandwiches and this guy was all tatted up, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like from his knuckles all the way up. And, you know, just starting a conversation about, you know, you know, your, your tattoos are whatever, blank, colorful, whatever, you know, what inspired you to get all of those? Because, you know, obviously there's a story there. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to understand what someone's story might be. That's good. Now you don't have any tattoos, but did you ever get like a naughty piercing? (laughs) Like, did you ever get your belly button pierced? I feel like that would be scandalous. (laughs) No. No, I didn't. I didn't. But I got to tell you, so my my best friend from high school, who is a devout listener, shout out to her. I won't sell her out. Because I know who you're talking about. <laughs> people don't know this. We were in college and we were roommates and um, she hid her butterfly tattoo that she put on her butt for I don't even know how long she hid it from me. Because, again, she was sure that I was going to be judgmental. She hid it from you? Oh yeah. She hid it from me for a long time. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to say like her parents, but she hid it from you. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I was right up there with her parents. And then when I got, when I had Madison, I was like, do not show my daughter (laughs) that tattoo on your butt. And sure enough, like she took her to the bathroom at like a restaurant one day and you know, accidentally. That's amazing. I have yeah. a friend who was a roommate in college and she just got her ears double pierced and she was so nervous because she thought that her parents would freak out. <laughs> like it's just a double piercing. But anyway, we digress. But I I love that story. <laughs> okay, so you said you had three different to be's. What's the second uh-huh. to be on your the list? Second one, it comes after a really, really hectic week last week. Like so hectic. Mm-hmm. So this week, uh, I want 
to not be, to be not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I realize that I struggle with this. Like I have this hurry mindset. I have a posture of hurry in my life. Yeah. And it's just freaking exhausting. And so uh, this week, I don't want to hurry. I want to be not in a hurry. And so I'm really trying to schedule in margin for myself yeah. so that that I can exhale and like, I mean, physically just breathe and, and enjoy the spring. It's gonna oh be my gosh. Yeah. I love that Robin, because I know that you are a very busy person, but I also know a lot of people ask you for things. So I'm assuming part of the not being in a hurry is saying no and maybe canceling a few things on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. In fact, I was just telling you before we recorded that I I was taking some things off of my plate Mm -hmm. to just exhale, exhale and just be, just be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that um, that is one thing that if you do have a problem with perfect, you might also Mm -hmm. really struggle with always keeping a very full schedule and equating being busy to just your worth and feeling like you are being a productive person and that if you don't have a completely full schedule, then I don't know, then yeah, you're, you're, there's something wrong. Something's you're not wrong. Like yeah. Maximizing your potential or not your time. So, so I wonder, do you feel like you have like a posture of hurry? You know, I would say I can have a posture of busy, Like if I have a night where I really don't have anything to do, I'm kind of like, shouldn't, I wish I could be doing something with somebody right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but not as much, not as much anymore. Good. Cause I feel like, uh, sometimes my bad habits rub off on you. So I'm glad to know that that one hasn't. Well, I definitely feel like I've had seasons of that where I'm super feeling like I have to be busy all the time. I have to be doing things all the time. I can't just relax and do nothing. And I still do struggle with that some, but, uh, just since becoming a freelancer and the fact that I can set my own schedule, of course, there's times where things are hectic because things are busy with clients and at work. But most of the time, I intentionally set in time to do things that give me a little pause, like making sure I work out every day or making sure that I take the dogs to the dog park every day. And so those things are a regular part of my routine that make me feel like I'm not really always in a hurry all the time, which, which when we talk about practical application, that is exactly it. Like you (laughs) have scheduled in margin. Yeah. Yeah. Which now is the time to do that with the spring. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And that is such a mood lifter just being out in the sun. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yes. I actually got to travel to Las Vegas this weekend. And so, man, it was sticky and hot. (laughs) I've missed this because I really did not see the sun last summer. Uh-huh. You know, it was, we were busy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm really enjoying this summer and the spring this year. Well, I thought you looked a little tan, so that would explain yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> a little tan, not too much, but a little, a little sun kissed. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my third to be for the week? Yes. Again, I think it goes back to being gone last week uh, and missing my husband. 
Um, but I want to be more present. I want to be a more present listener and a more present partner for my husband this week. So mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why tonight, like I took some things off the schedule because it's like, I just, I, it's important to just be with him and, and let him know that he's important and keep my phone down and my laptop off my lap and just, and just be present. So yeah. I want to be a better listener and wife this week. And I'll have to say like yeah. to be present with Tom is really important this week. Uh, because it's the year anniversary of Matthew's relapse. So he fell out of remission and uh, this week. And so on the 14th, we got the, we got, you know, the word, the call. And two hours later, we ran the car where we dropped Matt off at the hospital at KU. And we've, you know, for all intents and purposes, moved to Kansas City that afternoon. That was a hard day. Yeah, I know that was a hard day for you too. Well, I just remember so, you uh, saying, it's really- sorry, I just, I remember you having to leave him and that was right when COVID was really starting and to not be able mm-hmm. to help him in those moments. Like I know that was a hard day. So it's probably hard for both you and Tom this week, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. So just being um, like physically, physically connected, you know, Mm -hmm. with our physical presence, but then also with our ears and our minds and trying to pick up what each other isn't saying. Cause sometimes it's like just hard to find words uh, for what you're thinking and feeling and whatever. And so, so yeah, just being really intentional about staying connected to Tom this week will help me as we move forward, as we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, I mean, you don't have to talk about this, but how are you feeling a year later? Well, I was journaling about that this morning, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like being really transparent with God. So I guess I'll be transparent with our listeners that it's like, I want to say, you know, my Faith is stronger than my fear. In fact, I want to be able to say I don't have any fear. Mm-hmm. And is that even realistic? But I think it it must be God's desire for us because constantly, consistently throughout the Bible, he's telling us, do not fear, do not fear. Mm-hmm. And so it's certainly something, again, that he knew that we would struggle with. But I think it's his heart's desire that we would be able to let go of that fear, knowing that, you know, the battle has been won, so to speak. And so, uh, I guess I'm just a work in progress because that's where my heart wants to be. Uh, but it, it, it's just hard. It's just hard. And, you know, as Denise Bickle would say, uh, you have to stay with what is not with what if. And she's a wise woman. (laughs) She is a wise woman. And, uh, you know, Part of the things that we learn in life, uh, it's just up to us. Like Nikki Koziar says, you know, we have to make the decision, right, mm-hmm. to do and to to apply those learnings and to to walk with God and to listen to God and those things. Because uh, again, back to the episode with Nikki, I think it's easy for a week like this week um, to let to let my heart become flooded with doubt, mm-hmm. um, rather than really reflective on all the ways, the amazing ways. Cause let's not forget Matthew May's medical situation is a, you can call it an anomaly. You can call it a miracle, but, uh, and so I want to sit here this week and just rejoice, just rejoice for 
the amazing journey. And, and Matt is so much further ahead on this than I am. Really? You know, he, he can really say he's thankful for thankful for the scars and thankful for all that's that this has brought him. Uh, and I love that. And I appreciate that, but man, you know, I'm still in the garden going, if there's any other way, yeah. when I say the garden, the garden of Gethsemane, right? Yeah. If there's any other way, take this cup. So yeah. It, and uh, sorry, I wish I could say I have it all figured out. No, no, I really appreciate you being so transparent and vulnerable. And I think that that's real. Like that's real to being in progress. And like, look at you a year later, you're saying you're still in progress. You're still deciding to trust God. You're still focusing on the fact that he's with you and trying not to focus on the fear, but it's okay that you're still going through it and it's still tough and it's still hard. And I think that's why we have this podcast of the problem with perfect because every day it's, we're trying to learn how to, have better coping mechanisms with the things that life throws at us. Right. Right. And not in a way that's going to be destructive. And even as we're talking, I was thinking, you know, I'm so, so very thankful that of all the things that I want to be this week, the main thing that I am is like accepted and chosen and whole and loved. I am a child of the King. I'm a daughter of the King. And so just if, at the heart of it. I'm just so thankful that everything else that I want to be this week comes from my heart that knows that that's my true identity. Mm, that's so good. Well, let's end the podcast there because I, I'd love to know if any of our listeners try this little exercise this week, how it goes and what things you decide you want to be. I want to do this too. I'll do it too. And I'll let you guys know how it goes. <laughs> All right. I look forward to hearing it. And yeah, let's, let's give it a whirl. Hey friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And Hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.